0: Welcome to the Armchair Strategists, where we meet around the coffee maker every morning and turn anything and everything into a business conversation. Here are the Armchair Strategists, Dr. Kent and Randy.
1: Remember like, you know, the, the, um, the sister of your mother, for example, and, and she just doesn't do a good job. And she just doesn't do a good job with what... Oh well, you know anything? Then you then you have to fire the ant. Oh no, fire the ant! Oh, oh,
0: that's that's terrible. But I fire ant, fire ant, fire ants, fire Fi- ant. fire
1: ants. So. Raise your hand out there if you're if you just happen to be listening to this and you're you're. Maybe enjoying a cup of coffee or sipping on a tap water, and you've experienced the wrath of a tiny little fire ant. I'll raise my hand. <laughs> Randy definitely raising his hand. Yeah. So I don't want to show you guys my
0: ankle right now, but yesterday I was moving a pile of rocks and I disturbed a, a fire ant nest, and. I knew that I'd done it because I saw these little ants climb all over everything and I found one on my leg and so I brushed it off. It's not a problem. And I didn't think he actually bitten me, but I guess he had, because this morning I've got six bites on my ankle and my ankle has kind of swollen up and it's kind of nasty. Fire ants. Wonderful
1: creatures. So they <laughs> let me what's amazing. What's amazing about fire ants is they are extremely small. They really are not big. And I, when I was a a kid moving from Minnesota to Louisiana, I thought everyone should be able to uh, sit on the grass outside your house and enjoy yourself and have a picnic or whatever you might do outside. That was the days before smartphones. Uh, And then I realized quite quickly that one should not do that because I had a leg legs full of fire ants at some point. Yeah, um, and they are surprised surprised by how small they
0: are. In, in Australia, we have what we call a bull ant, which can be this big, you know. And when they bite you, they actually bend over in half so that you what? Yeah, so and they get more power or something. Yeah, they do, and you know I. I discovered at a young age that I was allergic to bull ant bites, so my whole leg would swell up really big just from one one bite. But it was a decent sort of bite. But these fire ants did the same. This one little tiny, microscopically sized freaking little ant, and I didn't even feel him bite me. But uh,
1: this morning I've got the marks to show for it. So apparently, it's from South America originally. Makes me think. Who accidentally sort of brought a big old, you know, cart full of stuff, you know, hundreds of years ago or whenever it was, <laughs> that just happened to have some fire ants inside that, you know, populated the south with fire ants. But uh, what about the Sol- Solenopsis richteri? <laughs> wow, well, is that their name? I think so.
0: So I can so, tell you, when, when I was in Africa, we found soldier ants, and they they march in a Big column and they, nothing stops them. They just go in a straight line. And and one of the guys in our troop, in our group had, uh, had his tent all pitched and apparently the tent was in the way of these soldier ants and they went under the tent and they ate up through the bottom of his tent. Really? While he was sleeping? Yeah. So uh, his tent had all these gaping holes that these ants had eaten during the night. It's crazy.
1: So that that makes me think of pretty straight analogy of you might plan for the best, find the best spot to camp, and if you just happen to have your tent in the path of a oncoming uh, line of almost invisible little soldier ants, they can cut holes in what you're doing.
0: Yeah so if you're thinking about business then you know you're, you you have a, a business idea and you know you you're going to your business idea is the campsite right and <laughs> you're going to camp so you got you prepare the tent. ground yeah but unless you know what is coming towards you you could prepare the ground in the wrong place so What is coming towards you is presumably all your competition. You don't, you need to know what your competition is so that you can prepare the ground properly and put up defenses for it. But many people suggest that you don't need to care about your competition. What do
1: you think about that? I think it's pretty important. I mean, I think I almost feel like, uh, sort of the pick your poison. Uh, analogy. I, I wonder where that one comes from. But, uh, I think it depends. I don't know. My brain is overflowing with metaphors. As, as one of our clients said this week, uh, if she's listening, metaphors be with you. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was pretty cool, actually.
0: So uh, I, I, th- I have two, two trains of thought as far as competition goes. I don't, spend any time thinking about what the competition does because I'd rather think about how I solve my client's problems the best way I can and how do I serve my client the best way I can. Having said that, it's important to understand the direction the competition is going because they may know something that I don't and they may be reading the tea leaves better than I am. So Competition can both be an enemy and a friend It can help you see changes of direction before the way the wind blows, um, before you see it yourself. So we're going to get away from ants and competition to yacht racing where a competitor can can take the wind out of your sails quite literally and steal your wind or can sense the change in wind direction before you do and get in positions to take advantage of it. So you do have to keep an eye on what your competition is doing, but that shouldn't necessarily change what you do. It's, it's down to understanding your market better
1: rather than your competitor. So under, in understanding your market, then I, I come back to our, our little friend, the, uh, the fire ant, mm-hmm. uh, and think about how effective that is. You know, if you, if you want to be left alone, if one tiny little fire ant of thousands and thousands in a mound of fire ants, one little guy can give you five bites and then maybe still even escape your, I don't know, smashing hand, that's pretty effective. Yeah, yeah. Little tiny stings that don't kill you. um, He's fending off the competition. He is. uh, In a very interesting way. Um, So his market, I don't know what is his market getting getting food, <laughs> feeding the feeding the clan. Well, that's, uh, that's his job. Yeah, Defending making from invaders. His mission is to to help the queen survive, make the colony grow. I don't know, but he's able to really quickly, in little tiny bursts, defend the whole colony. People aren't going to come back near that. Well, although somebody might come with poison and just destroy his whole colony. <laughs> so that's. Well, so he might have thought he won, but then somebody comes back with a whole lot of poison and, and destroys the whole thing. So it's a temporary <laughs> victory. So the message there is don't celebrate too soon.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so so there's the lance, giving me a couple of bites and, you know, I, I felt it, but it wasn't a big deal. But it was enough for me to say, no, I don't want to stand here anymore. I went to the other end of the, the garden while they settled down because I was starting to swarm. So, I've got another I've got yeah, another thing there
1: for business. That is like if if you want people to still think about you for for days after they've had an experience with your product or your your message, you want to sting them like a fire ant. You don't want to just, you know, be like that sort of soldier ant that just walks by in a row. Yeah. Do a little sting, right? Like have, have a little zinger, have a little something that people will remember. But then beware, because if you sting the wrong person, um, <laughs>
0: they are going to come back with with poison pellets for you to eat, and that's to, right. and to wipe out the entire business that you have. So
1: now that's interesting too, right? The 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 poor the poor ants bring back those poison pellets to poison the entire colony. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty dark thing, but. That's almost the best business analogy in some ways, right? Because you, it's very easy to poison your whole big operation. However, whatever it is, if it's 10 people or if it's 10 million people in your company or whatever, it's very easy to poison that group, but particularly from the inside. Yes, and cultural stuff is one of the, uh,
0: one of the most dangerous poisons you can have. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I've always said culture is what happens when you're not watching and so you can't really control cultural direction but you can create an environment where the culture is more open and more free and more uh positive or you can create an environment that is dark and sinister um,
1: right which ants are pretty dark and sinister when it comes to like the one queen everything serves that one queen and mm-hmm. you know you're supposed to do what all the other ants do and and so that one guy bringing back poison, there might not be other little ants saying, "Hey, dude, you're bringing poison." Yeah, yeah. So when you when you're running your business and, and as a leader, what do you want? Don't be the big fat. Like? Don't be don't be the big fat queen ant. <laughs> yeah. So so here's another here's another thing. So the queen ant sits there on her throne, right? Whatever it is, you know. <laughs> And, has, well, they, they have a purpose too, right? Don't they have all the babies or all the little Yeah, and something? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But she, she's sitting there doing her thing, which is not very much because everybody's looking after her. And all these other ants have been given tasks, and they've been given tasks that are largely thoughtless. I mean, there's, it's true. there's the protective ants that go out and fight off people like me. There's the food gatherers that go out and find the food and bring them back, but there's the diggers. There's the diggers that create the chambers and all that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah, but they're all thought lots. None of them have been taught. Right. They've been or programmed. Allowed. They've been programmed
1: to do just that one task. Right. Well, and well and how, the many, queen, how many the organizations? Queen herself, can, the hmm? queen herself has been programmed to to only generate. The, the young, right? Right,
0: so, but it comes down from the top. The leader, being the queen, has, has all these ants that are programmed to do a specific task. So you as the CEO, if you have all these ants programmed to do a specific task, they're not oh. going to make the distinction as to whether they're bringing you a poison palate or whether wow. they're bringing you real food because you've programmed them to be thoughtless. So successful businesses, the CEO programs, programs, wrong word now, the CEO (laughs) supports free thought and creates an environment where all the people reporting to him are encouraged to think about what it is they're doing and find better ways of doing it and to leave the poison pellets
1: outside. Right. Interesting. And yet, fire ants are very profligate, (laughs) very successful at what they do. It's just that certain fire ant colonies just get obliterated. But there's so many. They're so fast and so fierce uh, in some ways that they survive, I guess. I think sheer numbers. Um, Yeah, sheer numbers, which which if you're in business, you don't want to bank on that because the sheer numbers thing means you might be one of the ones that just goes squish. It's kind of herd mentality. So I have, you know, in the, in the very early summer, I see
0: fire ants building their nests and I go and treat them with poison pellets for them to take back in to their homes <laughs> and to, to poison the queen and all the other ants. But some escape and, and build another colony. Um, <laughs> and so it's a, it's a perpetual fight to keep the fire ants down.
1: Um, living in Texas, that's part of day-to-day life. And if you lived outside, you wouldn't have a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they would have human meals uh, every day.
0: <laughs> I'd have human meals every day. So it's it's kind of interesting that it's, there's a herd mentality that if there's enough, if there's enough ant nests, chances are one of them is going to survive. Right. right. So like like herds of beasts and lions, um, if you're traveling in a herd, chances are you're going to survive unless you just Really unlucky. So in in business, chances are you're going to survive unless you're really unlucky if you're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. But, of course, the people who thrive are the ones that find a different and better way of doing it so they're no longer looking like uh, an ant that to be poisoned. They're looking like something that is
1: far more powerful. Indeed. So fire ants. Um, They got me. A lot. Yeah, it's a lot to talk about, a lot to think about. I think, um, you know, be fiery, be ant-like. Yeah, love your ants. Avoid poison pellets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I think more more importantly, I think than anything for our entrepreneurial clients is be small and fierce when it comes to content and your public persona um because at the moment you know long-winded descriptions of this and that don't work as well as little punchy interesting bits that that itch for a few days right yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> the other with songs it's the earworm which is even worse right like that's that's oh. gross you know but yeah. this is like just a little bit of fire ant itch right yeah which may last for a few days and you know in my <laughs> case Ankles falls up and
0: it's unpleasant. So, well, like fierce, fierceness. It's
1: all about fierceness, whether you're small yeah, or Yeah, be fierce. I've actually been saying that a lot to people who, are, who have really, really well-defined brand and a lot of passion behind it. They're being fierce mm-hmm. in a cool way. So that fierce I little like fire that. ant.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I like that word a lot. So here am I. I don't know how many times bigger than the little fire ant that I am. I actually am. It's many, 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 many orders of magnitude, and yet the little fire ant was able to run me off. It just took one of them. Did he escape? Well, I just brushed him off.
1: I didn't kill him, so he he also survived. Think about that. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Yeah, Yeah. and he's going to build his own colony, or she she'll build her own colony someday. Maybe be the be the queen ant. Yeah, Make your <laughs> make your life a living misery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, so I need to go out and buy some poison. <laughs> speaking yeah, speaking of human <laughs> and
1: Colonies and stuff. Alright, well, if you want to check out what we do, you can go to thoughtleaderpath.com We have a nifty and cheeky site. Uh, we'd love to have you poke through and uh, send us a note and, the, and people who are truly
0: fierce would probably find that really attractive. Yep. Uh,
1: and we encourage people to be fierce. I think even reading through our goofy copy will make you more fierce, just that activity. So go for it. If you want to talk to us,
0: um, you may want to talk to me at talktorandybaker.com. I promise I'll
1: be gentle and not fierce. Yeah. And uh, you can talk to me at talktokent.com. And... Um, I will uh, talk to you about all your all the things you've experienced in life. So But I really highly recommend
0: that before you talk to either of us, that you spend a few minutes going through
1: www.thoughtleaderpath.com. And in conclusion, don't sit on the grass anywhere south of, I don't know, Kansas. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um Beware of
0: fire ants, they're small, they're hard to see. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Armchair Strategists. We'll circle back with you soon.